What it do, cunts? It's me, the host of the Shake Jandy podcast, Jake Shandy, back with more bullshit. Today, I have a, I have a story for y'all, a story about one of the most important men in all of history. And no, I'm not talking about Gandhi or Martin Luther King or Mother Teresa or any of those types of people. No. There's this dude that I went to high school with, and we called him The Filth. He earned that nickname, The Filth. It wasn't just some self-appointed nickname like, oh, start calling me The Filth. No. He earned to be called The Filth because of his filthy, fucked actions that he did. However, he was a very pure soul. So yeah, a lot of filth stories coming up here in a second. But I figured I'd update you guys on where the fuck I've been. So, <clears throat> about in July, uh, I got a new job working with some fucking kids, which it's pretty, it's pretty neat. It's way better than Lynn's, as some people might say. Very, uh, very professional. But the main reason I haven't been back is not because of my life circumstances. No, it's because one night I got incredibly drunk. And tripped over my microphone cable and fucked it. And I haven't, I haven't bought a new one until now. So here we are, bitch. I'm back. And I'm ready to pollute your fucking airwaves. And ruin people's days with my bullshit. This is the Shake Jandy Podcast. Wow, that was stupid. Um, yeah, so the filth... I met the filth when I was 11, 11 years old. He was the first person I met at my uh, intermediate school, they call it. It's some stupid fucking, in Utah, since everything is dumb, they make us go to elementary, then intermediate, then middle, then high school for no ab- absolutely no reason. No, just because, just because just they wanted to do that. So I was in uh, my first day of intermediate school. I was just an elementary school lad. You know, I had never, I'd never done the whole class switching, no recess, adult type schedule. And here's the filth. He's got an empty desk next to him. And I just sit next to him. I have no idea what the fuck I said. It was mundane, unimportant. But that's how long I've known this man. Shit, it's been, I think, it has to have been 11 years now. Isn't that crazy? I don't really know him anymore, unfortunately. Um, the brightest stars burn out the fastest, and he uh, he's a little nuts, and uh, lives, I don't know where he lives, but his, uh, he took a little too much acid, or something, and um, he's a strange, uh, he's, he's a strange man now. Anyway, here's how the filth earned his nickname, the filth. Fast forward to high school. There's this group of fucking idiots. And they were stupid, bro. Like, they were the, the, the high school burnouts. Like, definitely. And they were fucking awesome. Like, I loved them. They were funny as hell. They, uh, they were smart in their own way. But, you know, they didn't really uh, do, do much as far as school goes. Except for a couple of them. And they formed a little gang. And they took a 
an un- ungodly amount of classes together. Uh, namely, or most importantly, ceramics. And, uh, well, they wanted to make some pieces to smoke marijuana out of. Now, I don't know if you know this, but in Utah, it's a big deal to, to be smoking weed, marijuana, Mary Jane, the devil's lettuce, when you're only like 16 years old and you go to a fucking Mormon-dominant school. Anyway, they're in ceramics, and they, they uh, constructed this functioning house bong. And um, they made a bunch of other little pipes that they stuck in the house to be cooked in the little ceramic oven thing. I don't know how ceramics fucking work. Just however the, the clay gets hard. They stuck the, uh, the pipes in this house bong that was obviously a bong. And uh, Miss D, I think her name was. I didn't take ceramics, but I, I think her name was Miss D. Uh, but I could be mistaken. She uh, caught on to their bullshit. She was like, hmm, this looks like a bong. And then, lo and behold, she finds the the pipes inside the house bong contraption and reports it to the um to the authorities of the school. So they get their whole little gang and. Uh, they're being questioned by my band teacher and the vice principal. Man, fuck you, Keat. You're a dick. Um, and one of them just keeps saying, wait, what? Wait, what? Wait, what? To everything that Mr. Winslow, the band teacher, said. And, uh, yeah, it started to piss off Winslow, and they... They kept uh, trying to interrogate these bastards, but like I said, they're not dumb. They just didn't do well in school. And, um, they didn't say shit, therefore they didn't incriminate themselves. And they let them go about their days as what we know now as the Hummus Gang. Yep. They didn't pick a a typical gang name, you know, no Bloods, no Crips, no, what the fuck, the Folks, none of that shit. No, Hummus Gang, baby. And they had graphics class together. And their, um, one of their boys made them a fuck ton of merch, dude. Like, stickers, fucking shirts, all that shit. I have a couple of their stickers. I, I, I still rep the Hummus Gang to this day. But yeah, they they started, you know, making that merch and fucking buying and selling weed. And uh that got that got the attention of Officer Meatball. Now Officer Meatball is the biggest piece of shit cop that you could possibly stick in a school. He is an ass. And he's called Officer Meatball because his head looks like a giant meatball. He's one of the fucking thumb cops, you know what I'm saying? Like, the cops that look like a fucking thumb. Anyway, the filth was the spearhead of this fucking gang, right? And he was hyping it up, dude. Everybody, he's like, hummus gang, hummus gang, hummus gang, hummus gang, everywhere. Making sure everyone in that stupid fucking school knew the hummus gang was here. And they were ruling the damn campus. You know what I'm saying? So, 
with all that behavior and the uh, all the dope selling, dope buying, and even dope growing, they never the the school never found out about that one though the the growing part. That's that's gonna I'm gonna explain that later as well. And they called a gang unit on the Hummus Gang, right? Because in St. George, the cops have absolutely nothing to do. There's no real gangs in St. George, except for the fucking Hummus Gang, baby. And, um, surprise, surprise, they didn't find shit. And they're like, Officer Meatball, once again, you've wasted the time and money of the taxpayers of St. George. Congratulations. You piece of shit. No, they, they probably didn't say that. They were probably like, Oh, good looking out, you know? Gotta stay vigilant. Gotta stay vigilant because these goddamn kids... One of these kids is, is not white. In fact, two of them. And those guys are always up to something, so we gotta keep our eyes on them. Because, you know, that's how that's how the cops are in, in this lovely little shithole town. Anyway... So that's a bit of the Phil's background, right? He's the he's the leader of the Hummus Gang. He's got all his merch. And he starts selling weed and shit. But mostly weed. And he was known for selling the best fucking weed. On campus. Which he got caught for multiple times. But you know what? The Filth is a beautiful man. He did not let that stop him. And he supplied the weed to me, my friends, their friends, everyone, dude. Everyone at that fucking school had the filth weed because the filth made the best weed. But he wasn't known for his bud. No, 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 no. He was most famous for his fucking brownies, dude. I don't know what's up about his brownie recipe, but the Phil's fucking brownies, like you take a, a quarter-sized chunk of brownie and you eat it and you're fucked up. You're done. You're fucked. You're stoned. No driving for you. I, you, I couldn't even imagine eating a whole one of those fuckers. You get so fucked up, dude. So the Phil discovered, man, I'm really good at making brownies and selling dope. I should delve into cooking. And he starts cooking. But like, he doesn't cook normal people food. He cooks prison food and shit. Like this dude, like, one time I was at his house and he's like, are you hungry, dude? And I said, yeah. He's like, try my spaghetti mix. And he had this shredded squash and he heated that shit up in the microwave, threw some cream cheese on it. And some other shit. And he's like, yeah, dude, spaghetti mix. And it was good. It was fucking delicious. I don't know how he did it. Oh, there was also an egg. Over easy. Nice and runny. With the hot squash. I don't know how he made it good. But he made it good. That shit was delicious. So, rewind back to high school. I went off on a little tangent there. He decides to take a cooking class, right? And, uh, this is how he ended up killing 22 ducks and four goldfish. <laughs> now, if the police catch wind of this, I don't know shit. I, I don't know the Phil's real identity. Fuck you. I'm not saying shit. 
Anyway, um, one day he was in his cooking class with his buddies and he made this pie, this banana cream pie. And it was pretty good from what I hear, you know. He ate a lot of it. But he uh, he's walking home past the old golf course that has now become infamous solely because of him and the bullshit that he's done at that fucking golf course. And it all started with this. He sees this group of ducks, and this man, he really loves animals, so he decides, Yo, guys, I'm gonna feed the ducks, dude. And he gives him the rest of his banana cream pie, like the selfless saint he is. And all is well for a few days, you know. He's chillin'. And his buddy, I forget which one of his buddies it was, but, you know, one of his buddies just send him this article on St. George News that says, Ducks, goldfish, killed. Authorities mystified. And he's like, oh, shit. No way. And he reads the article, finds out he killed 22 ducks, probably. But he doesn't know for sure yet, right? So he Googles, are bananas poisonous to waterfowl? And lo and behold, bananas are highly toxic to waterfowl and other water-dwelling animals like goldfish and other, other sorts of swimmy birds that hang out in golf ponds. He absolutely decimated the wildlife population on accident. Now let me tell you, that shit is fucking filthy. And that's that's where his story begins. That's where his story truly begins. If you thought that was fucked, buckle up, baby. It's about to get crazy. <clears throat> so after that escapade, the filth was like, oh, fuck. And he still continued to be the filthiest motherfucker in the world, especially with his buddies. And he had this notorious reputation for shitting in things, on things. That shouldn't be shit in or on. One of his more famous instances of shitting where he shouldn't was when he had a Taco Bell box and he was in his buddy's car and he just fucking whips his asshole out and starts shitting into the Taco Bell box. And everyone in the car is dry heaving. You can hear the shit hitting the box. It's fucking smelly. Everyone's like, filth, what the fuck? Nobody dared him to do it. Nobody told him to do it. He just fucking did it, dude. How crazy do you have to be to just be like, you know what? Around all these people, I'm going to shit in this thing. And he didn't know what to do with the box after. So he rolls down the car window while they're driving, just fucking hucks it. I don't know if it hit a pedestrian, another car, or landed safely in somebody's lawn. But somebody got a shitty Taco Bell surprise. (laughs) Whoever ended up picking that up or being pelted by that shit. The poor bastards. His most famous instance of shitting somewhere he shouldn't, however, was when he was at that same golf course as the Ducks. And he drove his Hyundai Santa Fe onto the golf course. Not like into the parking area or like on the 
little golf cart. Tra- no, onto the grass. Just fucking drove that car through the golf course. And he finds a golf hole, and he has some fake snow. You know, the white fake snow you spray on your Christmas tree or whatever. And he fucking shits into this golf hole. Once again, unprompted. But this time, people were filming. And he's shitting into this golf hole, and he gets done fucking dropping logs into it. And he's like, yeah, give me the fake snow. And he grabs the snow, and he looks at the camera, and he's like, Frosty the Snowman, motherfucker. And he sprays the fucking shit that's in that golf hole. So it was camouflaged, you know? And now, some poor bastard who paid to golf there and is enjoying himself, maybe even hits a hole-in-one into that hole. And then he's going to dip his fucking hands into that fucking shitty golf hole, right? And he won't know the better because the shit is camouflaged. And he grabs that ball, fucking dips his hand in human shit, spray-painted white. Fuck that, dude. I got a birdie on this hole and a fucking get shit all over my goddamn fingers. Bet that's what he was thinking, dude. What a fucking savage. Now I bet you guys are starting to see how he's earned his nickname. But now this story is far from over. This is the legacy, the chronicles of the filth. People need to hear this because he is a legend. He, he shall not be forgotten. The filth. The legend. The animal. The savage. So after high school and all that was fucking weed selling, weed growing. Oh, the weed growing. Okay. Psych. I'm going to go back to high school again. So him and his buddies got the same plant science class, and they found a seed in some of their butt. Hold on. I got to take a sip of water. My mouth is getting dry. Oh, yeah. Nice. Stay hydrated, boys. Stay hydrated. Anyway, they find a seed in their bud, and they plant it in the greenhouse at my high school. And it grows, and it flourishes. And it's getting watered, it's getting mulched. And no one fucking notices that it's a weed plant. And it starts to grow into its adolescence, and they decide to name it Becky. Becky the dope plant. And this fucking thing grew to like three feet long in that greenhouse, and then summer came around. Nobody noticed that there was a fucking weed plant growing in the goddamn greenhouse. And they, um, they put it in a pot, and they take it home. But they're like, shit. We can't just take this home. Our parents will kill us. So they plant it by the Virgin River out here in the southern Utah area. And they didn't fucking think that, hey, it gets really hot and dry here in the summer because it's the Mojave Desert. And they fucking killed Becky. After all of that, Becky couldn't even get smoked. Evading detection from Officer Meatball and the plant science teacher... You know, if the plant science teacher is the same as the ag teacher, though, I really, like, if he saw that, knowing him, I doubt he'd do anything about it. I think he would just laugh. But I'm not sure who the plant science teacher was, so I I don't fucking know. Anyway, after high school, 
Everyone ditches the filth for some reason. And he reaches out to me. He's like, yo, man. How you been? I said, I'm good, man. How are you? And we get talking. And I think he's just trying to sell me some weed or something. Because, like, I didn't really hang out with them in high school. I just kind of, like, supported their gang and their antics from afar. But he's like, bro, come over. I'll smoke you out. So I'm like, okay. Let's do it. So we're drinking and smoking pot, and then um, then I'm like, "Yo, let's pick up uh, let's pick up my friend." So we pick up my friend Allie. Hi, Allie, if you're listening to this, your moment has finally come. I'm telling a story that involves you. Anyway, we go out to the Arizona Strip, and I see this uh, squiggly stick in the road, and I know what that means. I'm I know that that's a snake, so I hit the brakes really fast. And um, I see that it's a Western Diamondback rattlesnake. And I was like, yo, it's a Western Diamondback, bro. And the filth is like, yo, yo, I want to fucking touch it. And he just opens the door, and I was like, filth, no, 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 no. Because I was already drunk driving. Don't. Oh, don't tell anybody that. Well, I was pretty drunk and uh, driving down this Arizona strip road. And I'm like, filth, no, I don't want to have to call 911, dude. We got so much weed and alcohol in here and we're all under 21, bro. Come on. But, you know, he decides to touch it anyway and it strikes at him and he's like, ah! And he's still chasing this fucking rattlesnake into the bushes trying to touch it. Until finally he gives up because it gets too far into the bushes. So we go um, like five miles down the road and we pull over into one of the pull-offs and we start just like drinking, smoking, having a good time, lighting off a little bit of fireworks, you know, drawing attention to ourselves when we shouldn't have been doing that as uh, 20-year-olds do sometimes. And I'm all sauced, bro, and I'm driving back to... uh, to his house, and there's a roundabout. And it's like three in the fucking morning at this point. And there's a cop just sitting in the roundabout. Like, not outside the roundabout. Like, he's stopped in the roundabout. So I just stop outside the roundabout. I'm like, what are you doing? And he doesn't go. So I just... I'm like, okay. um, And I was freaking the fuck out. Me and Allie were just scared out of our goddamn minds. And Filth is in the back, fucking oblivious. Didn't listen to me saying that there's a cop right there. So I go through the roundabout, and of course the cop starts tailing me. And I'm like, Filth, stop drinking the fucking vodka. There's a cop right behind us. And he doesn't stop drinking the vodka, bro. He just fucking takes a big head up, bottle in the back window swig. I don't know how the cop didn't see him doing that. But we got away. Like, we got away with what we were doing. I, I would have gone to fucking jail. That's the day that I stopped drinking and driving. Right there. Fuck that. I'm never doing that again. Jesus, man. Yeah, so this guy, I can already tell, he's dangerous. So, I wanted to hang out with him more after that. And we start hanging out regularly. Taking, like, he, he... No, I don't think we ever tripped together, but... 
I was taking acid consistently at that time, and he was taking acid consistently at that time. And he just starts to get, like, fucking paranoid. And then he takes some molly, right? And I don't know how or why he could desire this while he's tripping, but he's like, let's go to Five Guys, dude. It's my birthday. And I was like, okay. So we're driving to Five Guys Burgers and Fries. And I can tell all of the drugs that he just took are, like, taking full effect. And he walks up to the counter, and he's talking as quietly as Prince in a busy Five Guys. And he's like, you guys do anything for birthdays? And the counter lady's like, what? Do you guys do anything for birthdays? What? And he keeps talking that quietly for like five more instances of, do you guys do anything for birthdays? Dude, I can't hear you. Until finally, I was like, filth. You got to speak up, dude. And he speaks up like a tiny bit. He's like, do you guys do anything for birthdays? And finally, she understands what he's saying. And she's like, no. And I knew that that was a stupid fucking question already. Like, why would Five Guys Burgers and Fries do anything for birthdays? But he's tripping balls, dude. So I'm not, I'm not too concerned. And this man fucking devours his entire meal while tripping nuts on Molly. I have never seen someone be able to eat on any psychedelics, especially Molly. But this man, this crazy fuck, just completed that feat in front of my very eyes. Now, we're going toward the uh, one of the last times I hung out with him before he left for Colorado and lost the rest of his fucking mind. This one time, I was at his house and I had this honey whiskey. And he had some Four Locos. And I knew... The, the filth couldn't handle his liquor as well as I could. But I also didn't want to stop him from enjoying himself. So he drinks an obscene amount of my whiskey. And then he drinks an entire Four loco, right? And we're all fucking sauced. Absolutely sauced. So I call my friend. And I was like, hey... Do you want to come over and hang out for a little bit and maybe, like, DD us for when we get hungry? Because I knew we'd get hungry. And the filth lives in an absolute mansion. So, like, we've just been having a mansion party because his dad's a fucking, like, neurosurgeon or some shit or a neonatologist, I think. And his dad's, like, never home. So me and him had this fucking mansion to ourselves and we're just getting more and more drunk and he drinks his fucking Four loco, and he drinks that whiskey, and my friend finally shows up, and he's like, dude, I want some McDonald's, and I was like, yes, dude, let's get McDonald's, and she, she, my friend, also said, yes, I would like some McDonald's, let us go. So, we get in her car, and we're driving, and it's a gated community, so we get to the gate. And then as soon as the gate closes behind us, the filth is like, pull over, dude. Pull over, dude. And we open the door, and he starts puking. Oh, all right, no big deal. One, one time, not, 
Not too bad. Once he gets the McDonald's in him, he'll probably be fine, right? Wrong. Because every, like, 500 feet, he's like, pull over again, pull over again. Until finally, we get to the gas station where I bought my first uh, 20 sack from him, the Mr. D's, down on River Road, best gas station ever. And um, I'm like, all right, just fucking get get behind this dumpster, because it was pretty late at this point, and nothing was open, and... I didn't want to take him anywhere for him to just, like, loudly be puking in the bathroom and have the cops come and arrest all of us. So he's behind this dumpster, puking, puking, and then, like, a good hour passes by. I'm like, all right, you ready? And he's fucking passed out. He won't wake up, and every time he does wake up, he just throws up. And I was like, all right. Well do you still want McDonald's? And my friend was like, yeah, I'm still down for McDonald's. And I looked at the filth and I'm like, he, he'll be fine. He'll be fine. So we left him behind the dumpster, just puking his guts out, probably had a, a little alcohol poisoning. And we, we were gone for a good like two, three hours. And, um, We go back, he's still there, passed out, but we notice, now that it's like 4am, the early morning gas station clerk was there getting things ready, and she's on the phone looking toward the dumpster and looking at us, looking at the dumpster, and I realized that she was calling the cops, because there was some guy heaving behind her dumpster and passing out after he was done heaving. So I was like, shit, 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 shit. And I hurry and run and grab the filth. And I was like, filth. She's calling the cops. And that's what got him up. I tried everything before that to get him up so we could get him back home. But he refused to get up from behind that dumpster. That's why we we're there for the first, the first hour. But he fucking gets right up. He's like, shit. And he starts running, dude, and he's not coordinated, so he's, like, bumping into shit. And he tries to get in the gas station clerk's car, and I was like, no, 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 no. And she sees us, and we're just, like, running. Like, I have him just, like, fucking, like, holding my shirt so he can stand up, and we're just fucking beelining it for the car that we had parked on the street because we noticed she was calling the cops and we didn't want her to get the license plate. So he gets in that car, and we get to his gate. And then we realize that he's not coherent enough to figure out how to open the gated community's gate. And I was like, God damn it. So I had to walk his ass a mile up this steep-ass gated community hill while he's just stumbling and mumbling. And we finally get him inside. I'm like, you good, bro? And he's like, <laughs> and he like flops on his... No, he doesn't even flop on his bed, dude. He opens his door, slams it, and then I hear him flop on his bed. And I just fucking leave, make that mile trek down to my friend. And uh, she was a little, she was a little shook from the experience. So like, I went home to kind of like chill her out, and then. She finally, like, ends up falling asleep. And I was like, oh, my God. Okay. 
And she's a she's a CNA, so she, I I looked at the clock, and she was like, I have to be at work at six. And it was like five forty five. So I woke her up after like less than an hour of sleeping. I'm like, hey, you gotta get to work, dude. And she's like, oh, uh, and she calls the other nurses or whatever the fuck. And she's like, my car won't start. Yeah. So, and then that bought her like another hour. And I just was chilling there because I wanted to make sure she got to work because she essentially was helping me all night with a drunk idiot that she'd never met before. So, I, you know, it would be a disservice if I just left and didn't make sure she woke up and went to work. So she goes to work. Which was it was a miracle, honestly, because after the night she had, like, I would just call out. I wouldn't care if I got fired. I'd be like, fuck that. But she's a fucking trooper. And I'm driving home. I'm so fucking tired, dude. And I look. And I'm like, fuck, that is the sunrise. I had never, ever stayed up all night before. And that was the night. It wasn't. I I had expected the times I would stay up all night would be maybe like something cool, something fun. But no. It was wrestling a drunk idiot from out behind a dumpster. And that drunk idiot was my boy, the filth. My God. I love the filth. Filth, if you're listening to this, I fucking love you, buddy. So what ended up happening to the filth is he um, he went to Colorado and he sends me this message about like his peanut butter and he like thinks someone tainted his peanut butter. But the person he was living with swore up and down like, no, dude, that's just the jam in the peanut butter from your peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. And he's like, no, you tainted it. You tainted it. And he's messaging me about that. I'm like, that kind of sounds like a schizophrenic delusion to me. And the more messages that I get from him, the more it's just, like, nonsense. Just crazy, crazy shit. So he comes back, and then he starts, like, ignoring me when I message him, because I wanted to hang out with him again. And the last I heard, one of his buddies said that he would come into his work to the point of him having to be kicked out. He would just loiter. He didn't have a house to stay at, so he's fucking homeless. And he started just, like, stealing shit from convenience stores, but not in, like, an inconspicuous way. It was in, like, a I-don't-know-where-I-am-I'm-just-gonna-steal-this-shit type of way. And hopefully, hopefully he's on a, on a you know, in a better um, path right now because I have not heard anything about him. So if anybody listening to this knows who the filth is because obviously I'm not disclosing his fucking identity check on him for me maybe message me because although the brightest stars burn out the fastest or some shit like that I don't know I, I said that earlier but it's a fucking cliche because I just want to know where is the filth is there any filth left to go around or does he need to retire into someone else's care
like Sid Barrett from Pink Floyd. 